0: About
1: whatever all right everybody so,
0: welcome to the world's okayest mountain bike podcast and Ooh. on this week we uh actually did something we normally don't do and that's get somebody fast now we had brian Rogavine on uh back in the day and he's super fast long distance racer but today we actually got someone who goes downhills uh faster than we do which isn't saying a whole lot.
1: I mean, but, to be fair, we've only qualified that he's faster than you. We, did, we didn't actually confirm that he's faster than me.
0: That's, oh, that's, right. that's true. <laughs> it is confirmed that he's faster. It's been confirmed several times that he's faster than me. Uh, if we could ever get you to a race, we could probably confirm it there.
1: Um, my, I think my only chance would be on a dual slalom course. <laughs>
0: I don't know, he is kind of BMXer. They tend to be good at that kind of stuff, right? I was
2: yeah. going to say yeah, uh, I raced pro BMX for 2 years, so dual slaloms right up my alley. I just I've never done it, but sounds like it's a lot of fun.
1: Dual, dual Slalom was the only uh it was it was the only segment of mountain biking that I was exceptionally fast at compared to uh wildly mediocre at everything else. Like dual, <laughs> I, I'm okay at BMX, but like dual slalom for whatever reason I was able to be pretty competitive at back when it was actually a thing like 10 15 years ago.
0: Well, that's a fun trip down memory lane. Let's talk about today. We have the the man who won the overall and the pro class at the, the Chubb enduro and <clears throat> jordan i'm gonna let you pronounce your last name just to make sure uh everybody knows how to pronounce it correctly
2: okay yeah that's fine it's it's Shaidrik. It, it's it's just yeah Shaidrik. it's pretty much just how it looks um it's pronounced just how you would expect it to be if you if you look at it but i get a lot of crazy crazy pronunciations so
1: I would have said Shedrick, so it looks Shedrick isn't a far cry from what I would have said.
2: No, you're close. You're close.
0: Well, anyway, we got him on here. I'm pulling up the uh, the results. So as far as I can tell, you won with a time of 11:43. Uh, Looks like next best time is that I've seen is. 12.07 1207 was yeah, second so I don't, pro crash I don't, I don't class. think anybody
1: else was I don't think anybody else was sub-12 that I saw.
0: No, doesn't look like it. Um I had one of my worst races ever. Uh I don't know how much more time I I could have potentially had in me. Had two crashes and uh just some really bad no legs stages. But that's not why we're on here. We're here today to talk to Jordan. And get some perspective from a fast guy. Now, Jordan, about, oh, say, 30 minutes ago, I was texting you. And you were still on your way home from riding. And I called you earlier today at lunchtime. And I think you were either on your way back to work or on your way to the trails to ride. Okay, so, so yep. how much riding are you doing right now?
2: <laughs> um, so, once the trails open up in Kansas City area and we're able to ride i will ride for 45 minutes to an hour on lunch and that'll ty- that'll typically be like a sprint ride and i'm just going all out as hard as i can or i'll just be out doing a recovery ride and then in the evening i'll do a um it just depends on the day some days i'm training someone on the trail after work and some days i'm going out for a big ride or like tonight i just kind of went out and we just kind of had some fun uh wednesday nights is like a typically a group ride at one of our trails out here called Wyco.
1: um
2: so yeah i i'm trying to ride twice a day and sometimes i'm working out in the morning so
1: so you're doing you're, you're riding two a day seven days a week or probably six days a week at this point you think
2: uh, no, probably five days a week. I'll ride twice a day if the weather permits it. Um, that's if awesome. Not, yeah, I'm trying to put in a lot of miles. Um, I mean, that's the best. it There's nothing, um, that compares to riding, you know, like just hard miles on the trails is going to give you in, in my experience, the best results. Now I did train really hard this winter in the gym. Um, like harder than i ever have so um i w- i definitely try to ride as much as i can and when i ride i i ride with a purpose like a lot of people don't want to ride with me because i'm when i go out and ride i'm hammering you know as hard as i can so uh yeah so yeah i, I literally just got home i'm still wearing my riding gear right now <laughs> and it's almost nine o'clock wow oh My gosh my so you gets, live up. My wife gets frustrated.
0: Um, I know you live up somewhere in the Kansas City area. Um, yeah. So what? What's kind of your your favorite trail up there to go hit?
2: Oof. I, I mean, I've got a few. It depends on what I'm trying to ride that day. So, so I, I would say all around. Man, that's a tough call. I would say all around the best trail out here is probably Wyco Wyandotte County Lake. And that's where I came from tonight, which they do for years. They've had an event they do on Wednesday nights. It's kind of, a uh, they don't post anything. Just everyone kind of knows it's Wyco Wednesday. So, and there's multiple groups to go out. So like there's a free ride group that goes out. There's a slow old guys just kind of having a good time. And then everyone, like, they're still there right now having a fire and drinking beer and shooting, the, you know, just talking or whatever. So, um, but Waco is great because you've got fast single track that's flowy and, you know, tons of flat corners. It's great for working on cornering skills. And then it's, uh, it drives out really fast, pretty fast. they not nearly as fast as Chubb. That place is insane. But uh, you also have the bridle trail, which there's a bridle trail loop, which if you don't know, bridle trails, horseback riding trails. And it has the most elevation per mile in Kansas city. And it's also the chunkiest and rockiest. So it's the best place to go to train for enduro racing. A lot of people don't ride it cause it's very, very difficult. It's actually, I would say it's more chunky than chub. Some Is of the climbs. Really? Yeah. Some of the climbs are like, you're just pushing the bike. It's, it's, it's tough. So me and Cade, the kid that I was riding with that you guys, that you met or that both you guys met over the weekend, who I think he took fourth an expert. Um, that's where we go to train. Um, and the other thing too, that's nice about the bridle is they don't care if we ride it no matter what the conditions are. So like Kansas City's pretty tough when it comes to riding in the wet because our trails
1: are all clay. Yeah, I think most of the Midwest is kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, pretty much other than like the Ozark trail, you can pretty much ride all that no matter what the weather's like. But, uh, so tell me like, <clears throat> what did you, uh, what did you think of the Chubb enduro? Um, I know you didn't race it last year when we were in 38 degree weather and soaking wet the entire time. Um, what would you think of it this year, you know, relative to. Uh, well, I actually before you tell us that, give us just a little bit of your your racing background, where you're from. Um, I believe I think you I know you're from New York originally. Yeah.
2: Uh, you so, know how did you end up here? So I I grew up racing BMX. Uh, I raced MBL BMX from when i was i don't know i would say i started racing when i was 10 or 11 um never really got into mountain biking um i didn't get into mountain biking until years and years later probably you know it's probably eight years ago i got into mountain biking anyways um i was i grew up racing bmx i raced till i was probably 17 or 18 then i stopped and uh ended up joining the military Make a long story short, ended up joining the military and I was in the army for six years and I was stationed at Fort Riley for the most most part of that time. So that's how I got into Kansas. Well, thank you for um, serving. Yeah, yep,
0: yeah. You.
2: Yeah, appreciate the support. Yep. Um so did six years there, never really stopped riding, and that's kind of when I got into mountain biking. I I I was still BMXing and actually I was one of the guys out in if you ever heard of holiday trails in Manhattan, Kansas there's some of the best dirt jumps in the Midwest and they're, it's a, it's kind of a, it's not really a secret, but no one really knows about it because BMX trail riding isn't a very big, uh, it's not a huge following. Um, but I I think it's the best part of BMX riding, but anyway, so, uh, holiday trails in Manhattan, Kansas are, are pretty, I mean, they have two Rollins that are both over 10 feet tall out in the middle of the woods and, you know in this property that someone owns that they don't care about it's behind like a police station you park in like a bowling alley you go to, you know what i mean so yeah, yeah
1: it's like, <laughs> like, like like like
0: semi-legal trail poaching
2: of right, reminds right. me a old, little of
0: the ant hills in houston but sounds like something they've
2: been in contact with the owners and like the owners like uh well this land always floods so we don't really care do whatever you want you know kind of thing so anyways don't
0: don't tell us what you're doing you know
2: so we we can't
0: we can't be responsible
2: (laughs) i think if you go on youtube you can find some random clips of the holiday trails like they used to do a a trail jam every year but anyway so so i got in with those guys and then one of the main guy uh jay who who started those trails in like 1996 years ago was in the army too and that's how he got there and uh he was a big mountain biker. So he got me into mountain biking. That's where it all started. And then, uh, this, this was probably 2012. And, uh, so then I kind of got into mountain biking and then, uh, I started racing BMX again. And I, uh, if anybody knows about BMX racing, it used to be MBL and ABA. There was two different sanctioning bodies, well, I raced MBL years ago, and then I, I stayed up with BMX racing and watched it a lot. And I was like, I'll never be competitive. So I was getting close to getting out of the army. I knew that I wasn't going to stay in because I have my airframe and power plant certification. I got one. I got out of high school, so I was going to get into aviation. And I mainly was just using the army as you know some a stepping uh, like stone to get some experience to you know be able to use it in the real world. Cause I was like, I want to ride bikes. Like that's what I want to do. And it's, it was harder to do that in the military. So, um, forgot where I was going with that. So anyways, I was getting close to getting out and my wife now, who was my girlfriend at the time, she was going to K state. Um, she's like, why don't you start racing BMX? You're always talking about it. You show me your trophies and all these videos are you riding? So I got into racing BMX again. So I raced intermediate. And I won that like state series in Kansas. And I'm like, okay.
1: So, so next terms, year I moved it, in Kansas at that time. Was that NBL or ABA? Just curious. Uh,
2: it's USA BMX now.
1: It's USA BMX now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so so it, was, it, was, it, was, it was USA BMX when you got back into it.
2: Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep.
1: Okay. So yeah, St. Louis, the St. Louis track was ABA up until USA. So I was, I was curious.
2: Right. So yeah. So I was kind of, it was a learning curve to me because they adopted more of the ABA style racing. And mm-hmm. all of their points and how you progress through your motos and all that—it was ABA, so I had to learn how that, all that worked. And like your gate start was different, like the the way they announced was different, and all that stuff. So
1: random start, um,
2: yeah, exactly. So that, that wasn't an MBL thing. So, um, so I raced intermediate for a year, then I raced expert for a year, and I did really well. And then I was I was at a, a clinic, and if anyone knows who Bubba Harris is, he's like a big time. Was a really yeah. big time BMX racer in the early in the '90s and 2000s, like yeah. super fast. So I was yeah. doing a clinic with his dad, and he was there. And I was talking to him about it. And I was like 29 at the time, or 28. I'm 31 now, and I was like, "Man, I want to race pro, but I don't know." He's like, "Just sign up pro. Who cares?" So I was like, "Whatever. I'm not getting any younger." So I signed up, and I raced two years of pro. And I think the second year I went to the Grand Nationals in Tulsa, and I took like 14th overall, which is a pretty good thing. Like. You know, no, April, like, yeah, BMX. So there's like 140 dudes. So I was right. like, hell yeah. You know, I made it, yeah. in, I was like, I made it, I think I made it into like the semis at Grands. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So then I, so then a couple guys out here in Kansas city were like, I started getting into mountain biking more and more. And they're like, dude, you need to try racing Enduro. Like you would just destroy Enduro racing. And I'm like, all right. So they brought me out to, this was 2018. And they only had this race once. It was the Southern Enduro series and it was the uh Love It Enduro in it was the Wachita Mountains.
0: Um Yeah, I know was, what you're talking about. I wasn't at that one, but I know what you're talking about. Damn. They had it
2: one time and they haven't been able to get like clearance from the state or whatever or whoever owns that area because I think it's um Indian land or something. I'm not I, I don't know the logistics of of all of it, but They haven't Mm -hmm. been able to get the permits to clear since then because that was probably the toughest enduro, one of the toughest enduros I ever did. And it was my first one and it was raining and it was like 38 degrees. And I signed (laughs) up, I signed up pro. Everyone's like, dude, you race pro BMX, you got to sign up pro or you're sandbagging. So I'm like, whatever, I'll sign up pro. So I go off to this event, no idea what I'm doing. And it was a point to point enduro. So like they dropped you off at the one end of, they dropped you off at the west end of the Wachita Lake. And you literally had to ride 33 miles or 32 miles and seven seven or eight stages during these 32 miles in the rain. So you know what I mean? Like there was only one checkpoint in the middle. That that is miserable. (laughs) It was brutal. And we were all soaking wet within five minutes because it was raining. So I go out there all, you know, no idea what I'm doing. And I still, I think I took fourth or fifth with some pretty big names that were on the podium. Um, and I was like in shock. I'm like, what? No way. I think me. I think Hogan Matson was on the podium, and Garrett Steinmetz was on the podium.
1: Those are some strong riders, yeah.
2: I'm um, trying to think who else was on there. And I was like, and Garrett's like, Garrett talked to me afterwards because at the time, if you guys know Garrett Steinmetz, he was working. He was the manager mm-hmm. at Trek Trek and Shawnee. Yeah. And he's like, Are you going to keep racing Enduro? And I was like, Yeah. And I'm going to start training for it. He's like, Shakes his head. He's like, Damn. <laughs> So I was like, "All right, apparently I'm doing something right." And dude, during that race, I think I crashed twice, and both my quads cramped up because I'm BMX racer. I'm used to sprinting for 35, 40 seconds, and then resting yep. for hours. So like, I'm going out to this enduro race, and I'm like pedaling <laughs> up all these steep hills. And I got done with stage three; I'll never forget it. And my buddy Dustin was down at the bottom of the stage, like rubbing my quads because they were like just cramped. I couldn't pedal.
0: <laughs> how? Dude. I don't even know how you managed to finish because I remember. I was riding the uh, Berryman loop one time in, in like January. I probably hadn't ridden for a couple months really since like October or November. Um, I remember with like 10 miles to go, I got a leg cramp and it just locked up. Yeah. And I bar- like had to like ride, I bail out and ride down the road for like seven miles with my seat down. So my legs wouldn't straighten out. Yep. <laughs>
1: I don't know how you finished.
0: <laughs> no, I started I finished... cramping at Chubb, pushing my bike up stage five.
1: <laughs> Everybody saw it too. Shout out bro. to the
0: uh, the Treco boys, Jake Strazard, Strazard. I I don't know how to say his last name and his friend. Sorry, I forgot his name. They're, I know they're the Treco guys. They hooked me up with a, a goo with amino acids and electrolytes and a salt pill, and oh, I was go. good to go after
2: that. <laughs> yep, man, salt tabs will break take you a long way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I finished stage three on at that at that uh, love it enduro, and it was one of the harder stages of the race. And I just remember laying down because like both my legs were completely straight and locked out, and like I couldn't bend them. You know what I mean? Like I was in, oh, I, was, I was, I was, I was screaming in pain. And my buddy Dustin's just like rubbing my quads. He's like, "Dude, you'll be all right." I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not even going to make it to the next stage. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was terrible. So and they just loosened
0: back up eventually or what? Like, dude, how'd you get yeah, out of
2: there? I just kept going. He, everyone was feeding me food and stuff. You know, I didn't have anything with me. I had one water bottle. It was terrible, dude. Well, that is the great thing about Enduro, man. People
0: take care of you. Like, and, if they've got oh, extra, yeah. they'll yeah. share it.
2: And we all finished in the dark. That's how crazy this race was. It was nuts. And it really bums me out that they haven't been able to have it again just because they haven't. I don't know what they, you know, every time they put in requests or permits, like they never get accepted or whatever, because that would be a, a great race. But have you I'm ever sure done Orock? You, yeah, O-rock, you, I mean, Orock's pretty much the best race to do, best, best enduro to do in the Midwest, as far as I'm well, concerned. For now. Well, yeah, until <laughs> she- until Shepherd opens, but I mean, I think even even with Shepherd open, I still think O'Rock is a more legitimate enduro because you're traversing so it's so raw and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's long, and yeah, and you're it's just not a huge area. Yeah, it's not yeah. steep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Shepard's going to be more bike parkish, where you're just climbing up to the top and ripping it down. You know what I mean? I'm not yep. saying it's not going to be legit. It's going to be it's going to be rad. But O-Rock is like if you want to send someone out to do a gnarly enduro, that's that's somewhere to send them. That's I'm not doing O-Rock this year. I was I considered it, and I'm like that's too much to do right before BME. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, you'd be pretty putting, fried. Well, not even that you'd be pretty fried, but when you're when you're moving at at a high pace, I mean I've pretty much broke something on my bike or myself every time I, I've done O-Rock for three years, and I always break something or crash or. I flat every every time I go there I flat a tire and I still somehow make it on the podium but that's one of those places where everyone has issues everyone at some point during the weekend is gonna have an issue (laughs) oh I did I've
0: only done it once uh 20 I think it was 2018 and crashed on like stage two well flatted stage one got a tube had to put a tube in uh Crashed on the twenty-seven switchback stage and it hurt yep. my shoulder. I didn't even know if I was gonna finish, and just like, it was a mess. It, it's got all yeah. the granite of 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 Shepherd Mountain, but they're sharp. Like the granite at Shepherd seems to be rounded off a little bit, but O-Rock yeah. it's just like square edges everywhere.
1: No, yeah, I've heard your horror stories from O'Rock. I haven't ridden out at O'Rock yet, and 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 done that one. But man, I, I all I hear is horror stories about just things getting trashed out there.
0: Yeah, O-Rock. Kyle, I don't I don't know that you ever will. It's
1: no, that's not in my wheelhouse. A, it's
0: an endurance. <laughs> I mean, it's an endurance event to
1: me. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe in like five years when I, can, when I when I when I'll ride the old man class and have time to actually be fast again.
2: I'm interested to see how. Uh... I'm interested to see how Shepard – this this, this uh, conversation's turning into Shepard, but I'm interested to see how Shepard treats me this weekend because I'm going to go out there and I have full intentions of riding as hard as possible. I want to see how my bike handles it. I want to see how I handle it. Um, so
1: actually, before Clinton, I, I'm sure you have an agenda, but because I'm a gear nerd – before we talk about Shepherd and how you're going to handle it, why don't you tell us a little bit about your bike setup and what you're going to be riding, because I have to know these things.
2: Yeah, that's good. Works for me. All right. So I, I was essentially. <laughs> riding...
1: Clinton's going to want to know what tires you're running. Uh, oh, I no. yeah, already you know. We're going to talk about tires. <laughs> we're going to talk about
2: it. So I am riding the setup. I rode the setup this weekend. purposely i rode the setup that i'll be riding down there my tire setup might change a little bit but if anything it'll just get heavier which sucks right (laughs) um so i'm on a kona process 134 um if if you don't know i'm a so this year i got picked up by kona so i'm a kona ambassador i'm not like a full sponsored you know they're not paying me but i'm a kona 134
1: is that is that a 160 bike
2: no, it's a 134. 134. It's, a tra- it's a trail bike. It's 134 <clears throat> in the rear. It's a 66-degree head tube angle stock. It's like 68-degree okay. seat tube angle. It's designed to climb good and descend okay. Um, yeah. It comes with a fork. I've got a 150 on it. And actually, oh. tonight, I acquired a, from one of, one of the guys that I'm training, he hooked me up with a Zeb 160. And I'm going to be running that this weekend at Shepard to test it out. I think that it's going to work great on that bike.
1: You'll Yo, like this, man. I I I didn't think there would be any chance at all that I would notice the difference between a Fox Factory 36 and a Rockshox 38. I thought there would be no way that I could tell because I'm just not that. I don't know. I don't consider myself to be that good of a rider. But man, there was a huge difference in how and how straight that 38 tracked through rough stuff compared to the 36. Like it was really. Up,
0: Kyle, I don't have a 38. Don't oh, tell dude, me how so, good it is.
1: It's so much faster and so much more stable through the rough stuff. Like it was shut up, Kyle, shut up, Kyle. Shut up,
0: Kyle.
2: <laughs> so so right now I've got a so right now that bike comes stock with a one forty. So okay. I never I never had a one forty on it. I I just got the frame, you know, and I built it up with my kit. But right. so I've got a one I've had a one fifty lyric on it and my 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 big issue is like like so for instance, that lyric the max volume reducers that it can handle is five. I've got four in it, and I still at least once throughout the weekend, I used all the travel, and that's just at chub that's just hitting the square edge, something extremely hard right. So, and, and I'm not, I'm running like 25 or 28% sag. So I'm actually running quite a bit of sag, you know, a lot of people that ride as as aggressive as me will run like 20%, but I like to have a little bit more, I'd I'd rather have it ramp up harder. So that's why I'm really excited to try the Seb and I'm trying it at 160. So it'll slack the bike out to 65 degree head tube angle. And I think it'll be perfect for me because you know, coming, I've rode big travel bikes. I've had Rocky mountain Slayer before. And I just, they're not snappy enough for me. I'm so used to being on a BMX bike and I, I want to have that poppy feeling. Now I do have a coil on the bike and I ran it at shepherd two weeks ago. And that was my first time ever running the coil. It's a DVO Jade X. And at first I thought it felt terrible. I'm like, this is the, this is wrong. And as soon as I hit, started hitting the chunky stuff fast, I was like, nope, this is what I need to be rock, rocking. And it, it proved, it proved right at Chubb because and I'm also rocking flat pedals and that's my thing so um, okay. I think the I think the coil works really well with flat pedals cuz it allows me to pedal and keep my feet you know more composed on the pedals when I'm pedaling through the chunky stuff which I don't think that's really going to be an issue at Ironton I don't know I think the raw lines out there at Ironton that no one's supposed to know about <laughs> wink <laughs> uh, I think that those definitely are going to have some more pedaling through chunk than the main yeah. lines do um and i'm gonna find out this weekend because i'm i plan on pushing all the stages as hard as i can so i'm running cush core i got carbon rims i got carbon bars um i got rs uh shram code rsc brakes so i went big on the brakes um i'm a heavier rider so i need them uh i actually have i just uh acquired cane creek Ewigs cranks with e-wings cranks with uh, power meter for training purposes yeah nice um and i run like uh i got 32 oval up front you know chain guide um and i just switched to the 10 by 52 uh SRAM eagle and i'm running xx1 cassette and a gx derailleur just because when you're hard on shit stuff
1: that's it's you know, it's easy to re- it's easy to replace a sixty dollar trailer instead of a two hundred dollar carbon one. <laughs> right.
2: And the weight penalty yeah. is a joke. It's I don't care. My bike's yeah. heavy. My bike's heavy. It's I weighed it. And if you look if you follow my Instagram at all, I weighed it yesterday after the race just to see, and it was thirty six point eight pounds. It's a beast. Ooh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's
0: more than I think. That's more than my bike. So you know it is. I'm, yeah. Which surprising. I mean, Ooh, I don't know. It's
2: a porky pie. So you got you to gotta think, the coil adds a pound and a half because of the coil spring. Uh, I guess that's true. And so, I didn't realize it added that much. Yeah, the coil spring is really heavy. It's a huge weight penalty, but the traction is crazy. I, you know you always see it in the reviews, and you hear about it, and I, I didn't want to believe it because I'm a BMXer, and I, I, I'll ride a hardtail. I've raced hardtails. I've won enduro, pro enduro events on steel hardtails. And, uh, I didn't want to believe that the coil was going to feel as good as it does, unfortunately, but so the weight penalty definitely pays off. I mean, look, I, I won Chubb against a lot of dudes that are fast and they're cross country guys and they can pedal and I'm beating these dudes on this 37 pound bike with a coil and on flat pedals. So it works 130 mil, 130
1: mil travel, uh, 37 pound bike at that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's full carbon. It's a full carbon frame. I'm running but here's the thing, I've got Onyx hubs and I've been running them for years, and they are heavy. I mean, they're really fast. heavy.
1: But very fast, yeah. They're
2: they're they're fast and they're smooth, and I have instant engagement. But they're the original Onyx hubs, and they have a full stain, uh, full steel driver. So yep. it, they're heavy. I mean, that rear hub is like almost. I think that rear hub's 500 grams. So just oh. to put that in pers- put that in perspective, like the new DT Swiss 240 mm-hmm. EXT hubs. Both of their hubs, front and rear, are lighter than my back hub.
1: Right. Well, and those Uh, Spread Clutch assemblies are just, they're, they're, they're weight, they're weight, heavy, heavy weights, anyways.
0: Yeah. It's all, yeah, but that weight's really tight. I mean, it's not happened to spin. That's, that's not as much of a penalty as having like a super heavy tire, which, you mean like, like
1: 1800 gram downhill tires, Clinton? Let's talk about tires uh
0: for first of all that g5 i just <laughs> bought is 1440 it says it right there on the tag uh the uh the maxis i think's around 14 or 1500 that i'm gonna run Good. but right, right. now I've, right now i've got a thousand nine hundred or a thousand on the front and uh 1200
2: on the back with some Victoria airliners in there hey Man. no the the uh 2.4 maza is 1300 grams
0: the enduro, <laughs> the enduro casing yeah
2: yeah so that's what i've okay, got that's what i got that's what i got, so back running, I got. Are you, you, run, you run victorious so i ran two of those enduro casing front and rear with no Cush core all winter they've got 500 miles on them no issues no flats wow. i went out to i went out to shepherd i put Cush core back in the back good idea and I was bummed that I didn't put it in the front because my first run, I took like the double black, whatever, whichever one is to the right, the ch- super chunky one. And I, I heard my front rim hit tire hit, hit rocks oh, no. probably, I don't know, five or six times on the way down. I was like, dang. Oh,
0: no.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So now I've got a, actually I went to the bike shop. I put the, my front Maza on the back and I went to the bike shop. They had one of the new, um, what is it? The, uh, Big Betty. Big Betty. Big Betty from Schwalbe, and it's the Super Trail casing. So it's a 1,200 gram tire. So it's kind of a happy medium, you know, because the Big Betty, the Super Gravity, is like 1,450 grams. So I think that's a perfect front tire. So if I could get the. And actually, tonight I found out that it, I think it has more, more uh, cornering traction than the Mazda, which is crazy because those Mazzas have an insane amount of cornering grip. I don't know how, but they do.
0: Yeah. I, uh, my best stage at Chubb somehow was stage four, which I would not Duff. have guessed, which was That's the one of the that, worst ones. Yeah. But what it had though, uh, were a lot of, you'd come into a corner, but right before the corner, there'd be like some sort of rock or off camber, like water bar log or whatever. Sure. And I was, I was like not touching the brakes. I was just like, I have no legs, so if I'm going to do any good, I cannot afford to slow down and have to pedal to make up for it. So I was just, like, coming off those things sideways into the corner, no brakes, and I was almost surprised every time that my tire just grabbed and ripped me around the corner. Like, I was like, okay, (laughs) it's it's
2: working. I can't believe it's working. (laughs) So one thing I did want to mention is, uh, Monday when I got back from the race, I was looking at the times cause I wanted to see how I did, you know, against everybody else on all the stages. Right. And, uh, I did notice that there's someone that should have been on the podium that wasn't. And I kind of knew this going into the race after I did some research, but I think his name's Devin Jarrett. Yeah. He's fast. Yep. So he won like two of the stages and he was only a second off of me and the stages, that he did win, I was only one second behind him. So I calculated if he ran the same. So he broke his. Cha- I, so I messaged him on Facebook to tell him, hey, dude, like, like, I see you. He's like, I know you're fast, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know
2: he's like a local out there, too. So that's a slight advantage, especially a chub. Man, there was so many sneaky lines out there. Yeah, I p- watched.
0: I watched, anyway, your, but... uh, I watched if, if, if you guys are listening, you haven't watched Jordan's GoPro video. Jordan, what's your YouTube channel called? Uh, It's Jordan Shad, S-H-A-D. Okay. if you know, if you're a St. Louis local, you know, Chubb, like watch his GoPro video from the race. I watched it and I was just sitting there shaking my head like, oh, I should have went there, should have went there, should (laughs) have went there. I mean, I'm not, that wouldn't have changed anything because I crashed twice and, you know, that cost me probably 45 seconds.
2: That's why I try to get people that are like fresh into enduro racing or people, even people that aren't fresh into enduro racing. A lot of people don't think outside the box when it comes to line choice. Like it's, it'll make your race easier on yourself and your body and your bike, like picking a better line choice. Even if sometimes if it's a slower line, it might give you the most speed. You know what I mean? Momentum.
1: Yeah, And
2: that's what, especially a place like Chubb, momentum's a big deal. Um, but yeah, like, so Devin Jarrett, he, he, I guess he broke his chain on the first stage. So he was a minute back, which that's pretty much it. You're, you're done, but he still ended up winning. I think he won two stages. I won three stages. If he would have got the same time as me on stage one, I would have only beat him by three seconds. Well, I I mean, I
0: knew he was fast. I didn't know he's that fast. Yeah. I knew he was fast. I knew he was really good at downhill. Cause he, he actually goes out to like Tennessee well, and I mean, races like full cool yeah. crown downhill. Uh, I didn't know he had the legs though. He's yeah, strong.
2: So,
1: Devin's so a strong rider.
2: I'm, I'm not saying he would have had the same time as me, but you know, I was just trying to be fair. Cause I wanted to see you, like, I wanted to see where he was at. And yeah, so he would have been, it would have been a really close race. You know um, he would have definitely been sitting on the second seat if uh, he didn't break his chain. I'm, I'm, I'm like 95% sure unless he like fumbled hard, which stage one was one of the toughest stages. So, um, yeah. So that was kind of interesting to see. And I like doing that too, because there's been races where that stuff's happened to me. Like, and I'll go out and I'll win like four out of the seven stages, but I like crash on one stage and I end up being fifth place. It's like, dang, but no <laughs> we've, one, recognizes... we've got a
0: local guy that
2: <laughs> no I'm one, of a guy who did not
0: that. race. I'm thinking of a guy who did not race job. He's kind of a local legend. And I have been at. I met him when I lived in Texas. At uh, his his first enduro ever was the Dino Enduro in 2017, in sure. Texas. I'm, I I don't know if I should mention his name, but he's very well known for just that sort of thing, like winning multiple stages and then blowing up a a tire. Or <laughs> just like it, that's first that's stage of his first enduro ever. He sent it off a drop that really everyone was rolling. Because it really wasn't meant to be a drop and he just hooked it and blew up his his rear wheel and that was it. But I'll just oh, say his oh. name. It's Eric Purdle. Everybody listening that's from St. Louis will <laughs> know who I'm talking about. He's super oh, fast. No. He won the, the Trans Trans Sierra Norte the first year they had it in the pro class. Like
1: that's hey, a big is Pirtle, big is race. racing. Is Perdle
0: racing BME? He is, is racing he, the Masters uh forty plus class, yes.
2: Wow I, I wouldn't He be could win that if... thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. I'll be riding with him this weekend down there at Ironton again. I rode with him last weekend at Ironton. Yeah, I've been, I've been you guys riding...
0: up with tickets. That was weird. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> oh, well, good for you guys.
2: <laughs> hey, I talked to uh, – actually, I don't know if I should talk about this on, on here, but I don't think it matters. But I talked to Jagged Axe and told him I'd be out there Friday, like probably Friday evening, and they were like, yeah, just hit us up and uh, we'll, we'll come ride with you. I was like, awesome.
1: <laughs> well the I, might not, awesome. I might
2: not publish this
0: till friday evening and then and then it's too late and the <laughs> yeah. parks open the next day and like yeah, it'll be, we, we don't it'll have be, to worry about this stuff anymore <laughs>
2: there'll be 30 people out there friday evening like hey weird <laughs> with their lights
0: they show up with their lights like heard it's open we listen to the right. podcast at four <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> so
1: uh, yeah that but, i mean as easy. long as
0: you ask the trail bu- to me you're asking the trail builders if it's cool then it's cool Right, but right. Like that's fine. Yeah.
1: So hey, so so with that said, so I mean, like, like Jordan, what what are your expectations for uh, Shepard I mean, I know you've you've had some miles on there. You've been getting some riding in. Have you raced an enduro that's that style of enduro, like an actual real enduro? I just want you?
0: to preface: Jordan came down for a test day. Like he he and sixty nine other people were invited. <laughs> uh, he, did, he didn't just oh, like right. he's not been poaching Shepherd like <laughs> yeah, without no, 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 asking. Right. Just want to clarify.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I, you, what's your, you know, have you have you raced an enduro? That's kind of like that style of uh, that style of terrain versus you know the pedally stages that we know in the Midwest. And then you know, kind of what are your what are your expectations and goals uh, for uh, for the for the weekend?
2: So I raced. Let's see. So after my first enduro ever, which I did pretty good at, at, at love it. We talked about in 2018. Uh, I had a few buddies hit me up and say, "Hey, man, we're going to go race the BME at Keystone." This was the last time they had the BME at Keystone. This is in 2018, and okay. they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you should come race it with us. You know, you'll do good. Sign up pro and all this." And I was like, "Okay." I didn't know what BME meant. I didn't know that meant like, "Oh, hey, there's gonna be a, like the top dog that are gonna be there, like Richie Rude and the other guy that he rides with. I can't think of his name, but you know, there's a bunch Nier, of Neer, Jubal Davis, yeah, Sh- Sh- Casper, Lee. Yeah, Sean Near, <laughs> Sean Neer. Back, back
0: then, it might have been Cody Kelly. Who knows?
1: But yeah, Sean well, Near. I think I know Cody was Kelly
2: was out there too, and I. It's, it's, like, it's
1: factory factory pro teams
2: right and i also didn't realize that oh hey this is like keystone is yetis stomping grounds like all those guys like that's where they rip like when they're just out having fun that's where they rip so uh i'm like sure let's do it so i go out there um you know i'm riding a, at the time i'm riding a 27.5 track remedy um Nothing heavy duty on the bike at all. I probably had Maxis XO casing tires, So maybe a double down uh, or something in the back. I don't know. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy for my brakes. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Right. Didn't know anything about arm pump. I'd never done anything like this in my life. Um, and actually what's crazy is Ironton going to be my first BME since this race. So at this BME, it was it's a stage Keystone. If you've ever been, either of you guys been there? I've been skiing
0: there several many times, but uh, it's, never. It's bike not riding.
2: an enduro race. It's a stage. Uh, downhill, it's a stage downhill race. Right. So it's four stages of pretty much everything you got for ten to twelve minutes of just holding on to your bike because it's super steep. And so we go out there. We pre ride. We get up the next day. My forearms and hands are smoked just wrecked dude like i wake up and i'm like i can barely hold my bars i'm like this is gonna be bad so i drop into the first stage mind you i'm on shram still SRAM 11 older 11 speed like x01 drivetrain no chain guide nothing like that drop into the first stage ch- chain jumps off and these are chunky stages chain jumps off and I just keep riding it because I'm like, it's Keystone. There, I could literally have rode all of the first stage without having to pedal. And I probably could have still, you know, there was 20 pros. I probably could have still been in the middle of the pack with a good run with no chain. So I'm just like, oh, you're good. You're good. I kept looking down. The chain is like, you know, it's wrapped around my pedal on the right side. And it's just kind of bouncing around, bouncing around, bounced around. And finally, it jumps into my back wheel, breaks a bunch of spokes, locks my back wheel up. So I'm, you know, 10 people end up going by me. I'm just stressed out, pull it, trying to pull this chain out, finally get it out. And I ride to the bottom. I spend an hour trying to fix it. I finally fix it. I had, a, I had a multi-tool and a kit with me and, uh, finally get it fixed and rideable. And I ride up to the top and the bike is just making all sorts of noises. Just just literally nothing happy about what's going on with my bike. And, uh, so then you had to pedal up the, this fire road to get to the stop, top of stage two. So I get up to the top of stage two, and have you guys ever done a BME? Nope. So like when you when you do when you do a BME, you have to um, you're supposed to stay with your group. Like pros ride first, and you're supposed to drop in with the pros. Um. So. I get up to the top of stage two and you, mind you, I'm like an hour back from where I started and you know, and I'm in the worst, I got the worst state of mind ever. Right. At the time. And, uh, so I get up there and there's like a couple of women dropping in and I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, are you a pro? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, you need to drop in right now or you're just not even going to be able to drop in at all. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, everyone's already gone and we're on like the last woman pro. So I'm like all stressed out. I just did like this five mile, uh, you know, straight up climb that I've been climbing for 30 minutes trying to get my bike to shift because the derailleur's bent, my derailleur hanger's bent, my wheel's wobbling. And I get up there and I'm doing this climb. And uh, so I drop in and it was a pretty easy stage. It was just fat, really fast, and I get to the bottom, and I was like, yeah, my race is pretty much over. You know, it's four stages. And I I probably lost, I don't know, 10 minutes on stage one. So I get to the bottom, and I'm talking to the guys I was out there with, and uh, telling them everything that had happened, because they're like, where have you been? And so I'm telling them all this stuff. You know, I had to fix like five bent links in my chain. And so I only (laughs) had, like, I only had, like, four gears on my bike that actually kind of worked. So, yeah, it was bad. (laughs) It was so bad. Like, I had to push up half this climb because I couldn't get into my top gears. And so I run stage two. And actually, stage two was pretty clean. It was wide open stage, you know. And out there at Keystone in the summer, like, it's when it's dry, it's like moon dust. And if you've ever ridden in anything like it, you almost have less traction in this stuff than you do on slippery wet rocks because it's just like it's powder like you hit these you hit these berms and they're just like powder like you need like a, a mud tire to get traction in this stuff so anyways i run that stage clean no issues and at that you know you know how it goes you know and i was new to enduro and when you when you get way down on a stage, like you automatically are trying to make up for it, whether you think that you're going to be able to make up for it or not. So, you know, I ripped stage two and I actually think I did pretty good. I think overall I took, I was top five or six on stage two. So I was like, dang. All right. But I knew that I was, I was dead last because of my time from stage one. So, you know, I get with all my buddies and, uh, my good friend, Brad Moe, who talked me into going out there used to live out there and he used to ride Keystone every year for, I don't know how many, five years straight or whatever. He's like, let's go to this bar and do some shots. You know, you got nothing to lose at this point. So we're going to this bar. I did like two shots and they're all talking to me and everyone's like, Hey, you know, you could still get a stage win. And that'd be a pretty badass thing. And I'm like, you know, it started getting in my head and I'm like, ah, all right. All right. I'll try and get a stage win
1: your friend's a jerk
2: <laughs> oh no totally totally and he agrees so i so to get to stage three you had to ride the chairlift big deal so you get up to the top and stage three started right at the top of the chairlift and you drop in and i wish that i had footage of this because it was insane so you dropped into stage three out in the open and you're out in the open and then you drop into the woods and it, it stage three was top to bottom whole mountain probably 12 minutes of just rowdy chunky steep stuff so the first stage was wide open and you could pedal down and there's a ton of spectators there and i dropped in like four people back i think richie rude and sean near dropped in first and then there was one guy and then they're like who wants to drop in next and i was like let's do this <laughs> so i drop in full tilt going like 30 miles an hour through the woods and then there was like two or three doubles like rollers going into the woods and then you had a hard right and i i had practiced bunny hopping these rollers at like 30 and just completely jumping over them into this corner and it worked perfect in practice well i must have hung up my back tire on that first roller because i don't remember anything until i was in an ambulance 45 minutes later going to the hospital Oh, uh, so I, I caught my back tire on that, la- on that first roller. Like I didn't pre hop soon enough and just blew up down through the woods. It cr- I had a hundred percent carbon helmet on, cracked it in half. I had a concussion, uh, sep- I grade like three and a half or four AC separation, which you can still see my collarbone. Like it, my collarbone's not connected to my shoulder anymore. I broke my collarbone and I broke two vertebrae on my back and I had contusions all over my body, head to toe.
1: Oh no, man. Holy cow. Good
2: night. Yeah. So, like, I was, off the dude, bike. I was, I was, I was half joking when
1: I said your buddy's a jerk, but your buddy's a jerk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I was off the bike for for a long time. Um, and then, so yeah, that was my first BME experience. So, this is going to be my second BME experience, but well, hopefully raced, it goes better for you. <laughs> I've raced a lot of Enduros <laughs> since then. And like, I in 2019, let's see, I took third in the Southern Enduro Series overall. Um, and let's see, who was I mean, I was racing, what's his name? Uh, Carson. Uh, Carson Lang. Carson Lang took first. So I took third. I was behind, uh, man, what is his name? He's from Kansas City, actually. He's a, like, pro XC racer. Anyways, so I took, took third in Southern Enduro Series in 2019. And uh, I started really bad. Like, Northwoods, I took, like, 10th. I thought I was going to do really well, and I didn't. You know, because coming off an injury like that, I'd been training and trying to get back in shape. And I'm like, oh, I did really good, you know. And then I come in and give them my timing slip. And they're like, yeah, you took, you know, 10th overall. It's like, wow. But I had a couple of crashes. But anyway, so I took third in Southern Enduro Series. And then I took second in Arkansas Enduro Series. And I could have easily won that. I think I was just riding well inside my, my limits. Garrett Hubbard won overall, um, which he is by no means uh, – a slouch on the trail he's fast but um and actually i won red star and that was on hardtail i think i actually so i heard about that actually for the arkansas enduro series the whole thing i raced on a Chromag stylus set up mullet with a 160 fork The bike weighed like 35 or 36 pounds
1: that's what i raced the whole series on
2: 36 pound
1: hardtail <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible
2: but i'll tell you what man no one was following me out of the corner I don't care. That thing cornered so hard. Like, once you got used to the way that it, you, you could corner with it, it would it would just corner great. Unless it was really rocky, then it just sucked. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Like, the Chubb Enduro was, uh, by far, I would say, more technical than any Arkansas Enduro series. I'm not going to give it more than Southern Enduro Series just because you got O-Rock in there. Oh,
0: I know. Well, and, and in Southern Enduro Series, you probably never went this far south. I, I used to live in Houston, so Camp Eagle is where Alex Scott with Jagged Axe grew up. And it's not as much elevation as, like, Shepard, but it's got, like, that kind of some steep, crazy, rocky, like, techy, slippy, chunky sections. Um and yeah. and yeah. Texas racing man in hill country it's just loose like i don't know how to describe the corners cuz there's gravelly stuff in missouri too but i'm telling you texas some of the corners it's just like it'd be like if you had were cornering on pavement with a bunch of softballs and baseballs rolling around under you ooh it's,
2: it's weird well i did race i did race um uh what let's see 2019 I raced uh zombie goat. Oh you went all the way down there. Yeah yeah. That's
0: that's a good which, ways down there.
2: Which I didn't do good at that race. That Post was my San Antonio. That, that was actually my first race after 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 the Keystone BME. So I think yeah, that's I, did, very... I took I took like 10th, but there was a lot of I mean uh let's see uh scott countryman was down there um yeah they get really good riders there were some there. there were some guys from colorado down there um but you know lang was down there he won it um i think countryman took like second or third uh there's another guy from texas who's a bmx racer he took like second or third he's an older that guy i've been
0: uh john anderson or chris gross from houston chris gross chris gross he's a he I... was a buddy of mine when i lived down there and got oh, into really? riding. Oh, small mm-hmm. world it is yeah, so in I, the in the enduro world, it is man, like that's yeah. where i I didn't even own a mountain bike uh until christmas t- is fall of twenty sixteen I don't think I didn't own a real mountain bike um is that what it's been? Has it been five years since I talked to you into buying that remedy? I think so uh-huh. um
1: so so, so jordan
0: so i grew up i've raced motocross my whole life that's what i did but in 2015 we were about to move to houston and i was riding moto at a practice day at a track in arkansas and broke my femur so then we moved i didn't take my motocross bike obviously and talked my wife into letting me get like a dirt jump bike to double as a trail bike because i knew there were some dirt jumps close to where i lived and uh started riding the trails on a 26 inch intense taser hardtail, with a tall seat post and single speed and a rear brake only. And, uh, got into it that way. And then once my leg got stronger and I was like riding with all these people had real trail bikes. I finally convinced my wife to let me buy like a real mountain bike. I got a 2016 remedy and then I found out about enduro and this is a super embarrassing story. 'Cause I didn't understand that Enduro is not really downhill racing. It's yeah. you you start at a higher elevation in the in Texas and whatever, but there's a whole lot of sprint pedaling involved, and I didn't understand that. And uh went to my first race was Zombie Goat 2017. And I'm extremely embarrassed to tell this story again. I've told it many <laughs> times. I signed up for the pro class because I thought it was downhill racing. And I was like, I come from motocross, like, I can go down a hill fast, like, I'd be okay.
1: And I, I remember like, you telling guys. me that. They're like, all right, Clint, let's see how this goes.
0: Oh, my gosh, it was awful. I got done, and I looked at the results, and I was sitting there thinking, well, shoot, I, I have a better chance of beating Eli Tomac than these guys, <laughs> which is zero. I mean, I'm not that fast of a motocrosser either, but I could at least race the local pro class back then on in moto, but... Yeah man. So I I learned my lesson real fast uh that it is a whole different world, but I love it. It's it's a fun
2: scene, that's for sure. Oh yeah, it's a great sport. So the I had a, I so I told that whole long story about my first uh BME experience and I haven't been back since. I I decided that I needed to stay like regional, like more regional, local and and get it figured out, so I think I got it pretty good figured out, and then COVID hit and kind of screwed me up for 2020 because I had big plans for racing BMES in 2020, and then uh, didn't really do much racing. I did uh, I raced two hundred mile gravel races in 2020, which I actually did really well at both of them. I raced the Mid South, and uh, which was just a mud, just a oh man, that was a fight. It was like eight. I I was on my bike for like eight and a half hours. Um, oh no. And then I raced the, uh, let's see, I raced the Gravel, Gravelers Nationals in uh, Lawrence, which I ended up taking like 21st or 22nd overall, and I didn't race, I just raced my age group, you know, I didn't race in the pro category, which I, I was with those guys most of the time, so. Um, and then I raced a cross-country race in Fort Scott and took third there in Cat 1 on my enduro bike.
0: <laughs> wow so you put some light tires on that process and a shorter fork back on it wouldn't be terrible
2: yeah no well i was on a 153 275 5 process at the time that i had Jeez. set up that i had set up mullet it was like 35 pounds and i was racing these dudes on like specialized hardtails with no dropper post and i'm like whatever still gonna send it
0: <laughs> you'll have and to come actually, down uh come down my way in the fall again and do something like the uh, bt epic or
2: oh man i wanna
0: dog or whatever 55 really miles to. single track or you can do other times of year do, you can do 100
2: mile ones <laughs> i want to do the buffalo headwaters challenge too um So, yeah, that's all I did last year. I raced two gravel races and a cross-country race. I didn't race any enduro because there really wasn't any. I did the virtual Arkansas enduro series, you know, just to do it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But so my plan for – I mean, uh, my my real expectations and what I'm training for is to stand on the podium, the pro podium down there at Shepard. I know that's a long shot with the dudes that are going to be there, but I think that this event is uh, very – What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's a man. It's a very interesting event for BME style races because most of the time there's a lot of guys that have a really big hometown advantage. And this is going to be one of those first times where there's going to be a BME at a brand new location in a part of the country where a lot of these pros don't live. So, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to know the terrain, and I'm not saying that they can't learn it fast, but it's going to be the best chance I have to do really well against some of the big guys, you know.
1: So that's well, and not only that too, but even the, even the local guys, like, even you. I mean, you know, we, you know, regardless of it's been more or not, but I mean, like really, you've only had one full day of riding there so far and and it's about what anybody else has got i mean clint clint's you know was obviously completely pivoted you know pivotal in getting that whole project to happen so he's probably got as many laps out there as anybody besides the builders one
0: trail i mean really the only the only trail out there that i have a lot of time on that i could draw I, i could close my eyes and like just draw it out every turn is the uh it's called the Cannonball. It's the yeah. black line that starts with the squirrel catcher, real steep wood roll in yeah. and goes from there. That one, I know like the back of my hand. But other than that, I that's. But that, I but it even, and that's what I mean, though, even at they that, basically I mean, they built got... everything else in the winter in the mud and it wasn't
1: rideable. Right, so that's that's what's going to be cool. Is I mean, like you know, Clinton's got a lot of labs out there, and like you know, like, Clinton I think is going to do ex- extraordinarily well. Uh, you know, he, I don't think Clint, you're not shooting pro classes. This, no, I'm doing experts. I'm
0: <laughs> right,
1: doing right. You know what I mean? so, but that's what's going to be cool, though. Is be that, like, to, your, to your point to your point, Jordan, is that like not only will the traditional pros that get to see things frequently and have a home field advantage, like really nobody's going to have a home field advantage like jordan you probably got as better as good a shot of anybody as just getting down right. there and get miles in you, you know what i mean it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out for you know for for legitimate factory pros to be coming in and riding something that's really unridden. and then uh, you know aside from a couple of local guys like yourself they're going to put some time in out there it, it should be awesome to see how it, I'm how it goes i'm
0: really interested to see how early some of these pro teams guys start showing up yeah, that's like, that's do kinda, we start, do we start seeing them in the middle of April on the weekends or weekdays, like coming I'm just, out early? You know, I, f- I don't know.
2: I follow Cody Kelly and Richie rude and those guys and a lot of the other fast pros. And I'm just waiting to see like their Instagram feeds start to pop up with, you know, any day I'm waiting for to see them like out there. Shepard just putting in laps and like, you know, what are they, are they going to bring side-by-sides and stuff out there or, you know, They're how gonna how, let them or, or, well, and I mean, well, the city's the other, not going to let them, they're, they're going to have, have it, they'll, they'll definitely probably, e-bikes. Have e-bikes. Or whatever. yeah, they'll have e-bikes, which that's still a huge advantage out there, man. That's a big deal. Um, so that's why I'm trying to get out there. I plan on going out there this weekend and then I'm going to be racing the passion play Enduro next weekend. And, um, then either the weekend after that or the next weekend before the race, I'm probably going to come down there again. I just want to get as much time as I can in on those. Yeah. I already Um, bought a
0: ticket for like the 24th or something just to get, that's the weekend before just to get a little extra eyes on those trails.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so that's the word I was looking for. Unique. This is a very unique opportunity for someone like me to, you know, put my name in there. You know, if I can get on the podium, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be extremely happy with a top 10 finish down there, but I'm shooting for top five. If I can get top five and stand up there with those guys, that's a big deal. Because I'm a no-name to them. You know what I mean?
1: Like, they don't care about me. Like I'm winning local races, whatever. That would be a huge accomplishment. Yeah, man.
2: So, that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I trained for all winter. I've been in the gym all winter. Um, And actually, my trainer, trainer Grant Bradshaw, was down there with me. I trained him on the bike, and he trains me in the gym. He was down there. That was his first Enduro at Chubb, and he had a blast. He's excited about the sport.
0: Wait, the so, guy on the spot is your trainer?
2: No, 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 who? no, no, no! Not, no, not no, on the spot. No. Okay, no, John Herman was on the spot, and he—that's uh, right. Okay, i, I, I bike am is. actually cool. I'm yeah, that's a really cool bike. He rides a couple spots. Actually, I think all of his bikes are spots except for his gravel bike, is an Otso. But he—he's uh, a big endurance guy, and he's—I'm uh, working—I'm working with him in the woods. On, uh, we're we're training him up, getting him getting him dialed in. So. That's a new thing that I've, I'm. I'm going to start here pretty soon. I'm going to start uh, get doing one-on-one training sessions with people. So if they're looking to learn how to jump better, corner better, they just want some advice on how to race enduro or, or you know, any anything in that uh, in the enduro realm. That's pretty much what I'm going to do. So, so what's your
0: nine to? What's uh, just out of curiosity, since you rode during lunch, whatever. What what is your nine to five? Do you mind?
2: So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avionics technician for Garmin. So, Thank you. I, okay. yeah, so I, I work, I uh, I mainly do like uh, custom avionics installations on planes that weren't certified with Garmin avionics. So, we, we will add our autopilots or something to, let's say, a Cessna 182 that didn't come from the factory with that option. So, we'll put it in and we'll certify it, test fly it, all that stuff. So, that's what I do nine to five currently. I nice. boss every. My it's boss is actually really day. interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. My ba- yeah, my buddy
1: my buddy's actually just finishing up building his, his Sonics right now and I think he's looking at some stuff like that.
2: Nice. So yeah, my boss every day, every time I come back from a race, he's like, "You put in your two weeks." I'm like, "I'm not that fast. I'm getting there. <laughs> not that fast." <laughs> well, at least he's like supportive of it. Uh, oh no, they're super supportive of it. Actually, I got almost everyone in my hangar. When I showed up, there was no bikes. Now we have two bike racks in the hangar and everyone's got their own bikes and everyone goes on lunch rides uh, on lunch. So I've been there for going on um, almost getting to three years now. So it's a thing now. And there's two, we have two trail systems that are within a 10 minute drive. So I can go ride six or seven miles of hard single track on lunch and, you know, within an hour and come back and go back to work. And then, so it's kind of cool.
0: You must not work next to people that much if you come back from a ride and don't have time to get a shower or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm an avionics technician, so I got my office space, but, you know, it's not, <laughs> not, that, not that bad. So in the my summer, boss, in
0: the- uh, I, I had to te- tell my boss um, via Facebook Messenger uh, Sunday that I totally smashed my phone in a crash and that I had to get it replaced first thing Monday morning. And she was like, you know, you have a wife and kids now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, thanks, mom. Uh, I'm aware. Right. Right. She, well, she said, I'm sure your mom tells you that all the time. I'm like, yeah, but I, I didn't say this to her, but I kind of want to be like, yeah, but I I got this job with you because I could do it in a cast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. <laughs> sure. I don't think she'll ever listen to this podcast. She might, uh, who knows? I yeah. don't think she knows I do it. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah. this is this is actually, by the way, this is my first podcast ever. Fun, so. right? Yeah, Kinda we've done cool. a
0: few with some people that are fast. Like I said, we we Red we do Warren? we tend to do, we we're not winners. Me, Kyle, and Ryan are not winners, really. Uh, yeah. so we we get winners, or you know, but so far our our fast people have been long distance riders, like gotcha, people doing Roger gravel Reed. races and cross yeah. country and. Endurance Some, marathon type stuff.
1: A female okay. world, world record world 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 record holder, even. Yep.
2: Nice,
0: nice. That's yep. pretty awesome. Who dropped off my tires yesterday? That was awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so real quick, we we're
0: this has actually gone a lot longer than I was expecting. Uh so real quick, because I love tires. It's like my favorite thing. Um if you don't end up keeping the Mazda for the BME, which I would be surprised if you did, because you don't want to risk it, right? Like uh, what what do you,
2: what do you think you might try out for rear? Um honestly, I really like this uh Big Betty that I have. So I might get the and like I said it's in the the uh Super Trail casing. So I might get another one of those and put it in the back with the uh the gravity, Super gravity. casing, Super yeah. Gravity casing, yeah. Okay. I uh
0: I like I like I said I've got a G5 which is Bontrager's like downhill tire. Yeah, the rear, yeah. And then I'm running the Maxis that everybody in their brother has that I still haven't tried up front. I'm doing DH casings, both ends. It's <laughs> like, well, if I flat, it's over. Um, so yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to pack the extra weight.
2: <laughs> I definitely won't keep the Maza on there. I still got it on there right now just because, You know, with anything in the bike industry right now, it's kind of tough to get your hands on a specific item. So, uh, whoa, dogs, relax. I have three dogs, sorry. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably get a Big Betty or maybe I'll move that Big Betty to the back and put a Magic Mary up front. I've never been a huge fan of uh, Specialized. I've never been a huge fan of Schwalbe, but um, I think their new casings are a lot better uh than they were in the past. So we'll see. We'll see how it does this weekend. It it that that big Betty handled chub really well and it doesn't have a scratch on it. So that's a good indication. But I am running Cush core front and rear too. So that helps the tire out a lot. Yep. Well I appreciate the
0: time. Uh it's been, I mean we've been recording for an hour and five minutes. We've been on here for an hour and 13. Um which is, I thought we might talk for half an hour. <laughs> sure. So, I think we'll wrap this one up. I might do just a Chubb recap podcast by myself, um, you know, next week or something. Just kind of recapping the day and all the things that went wrong. Because my day was comical. I mean, if somebody had been with me all day, they would have just been laughing at me for lots of different, different reasons. It was, it, was, it was comical, really. So, I'll, I'll do a separate pod for that. We don't have time for that tonight. But uh, Kyle, you have any other questions you want to throw in there?
1: Uh, no, man. Uh, ever thinking about making a return to BMX racing at all?
2: Uh, I get that question a lot, but at this point, I don't see that happening. But I, I, I would like, I would like to get back into, uh, I would like to get back into it, like just you know getting a getting a, BM- getting a USA BMX license and, you know, maybe just going out to the track and doing some training. Cause it's, it is great training. Cross training. So yeah. yeah, I could see maybe down the road, you know, hopping into, uh, you know, just using it for training or whatever, you know, I've got my own BMX case and stuff at the house. So, and actually have a pump track. I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I have a small backyard, but I've got a pump track in my backyard and I just recently built a foam pit that, I have a roll in off the back of my house so I can learn slopes
1: and three sixties. <laughs> oh, nice man. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm Everything about
0: getting bike. into motocross <laughs> 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 got a track uh, out here at the farm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be, great. it'll help.
0: It'll help your uh, arm pump. That's the one, that's the one thing I hear other mountain bikers complain about it. A few different races I've been to that. I just don't have an issue with.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I know a lot of, like, Sam Hill and a, a bunch of the other guys. I know that they ride motocross for that reason, for hanging on. But I actually do a lot of training stuff now, and I do a ton of pull-ups. I do a ton of deadlifts, and that stuff helps helps with the arm pump big time.
0: Oh, yeah, so, grip strength is probably really good. Yeah. Nice.
1: Well, cool. Well, if you find yourself in St. Louis and you want to get a lap at the BMX track, I'll be racing cruiser class on a 20 pound, 26 inch dirt jump bike. And then my four year old is going to be racing uh, a novice uh, five and under this year. So we're, we'll, awesome. we'll be there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Awesome. And awesome.
0: I got, Oh, we got the pump track, too, up there on the way. Well, you yeah, probably don't come that way. It's fat. I, I would assume when you come to Shepherd, you end up going down through like Columbia Head yeah. south down 63 be faster yeah
2: yeah that's i don't i don't take 70 at all
0: so all right man well we appreciate you coming on uh, oh yeah i'm gonna let you go tell so listeners if you want us to follow up with any questions uh email okayist mtb gmail.com or you can just hit us up on our facebook page uh that's no problem and uh if you have some questions for Jordan I'm sure we, we won't make him do another podcast but I can reach out to him and yeah. and ask him if there's any listener questions Jordan there probably won't be
2: nobody listens to this thing hey I'd um, be happy I'd, I'd be happy to come on again too it's not a that's not a big deal at all
0: well if you if you manage to get your podium goal if you get top five if you get top 10 at the bme I mean we'll probably have to talk about that a little bit
1: all right. um, yeah no, totally we that what top five what's your what's your social too in case anybody wants to reach out to you
2: uh so just jordan scheidrick is how you can find me on instagram or facebook it's real simple i don't have anything crazy it's just uh instagram just my first and last name jordan scheidrick and same thing with facebook so all right well that's it for us appreciate it jordan
1: yeah, yeah.